Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Doc. And uh, I've got a got a, a guest here, and uh, he graduated in 1990. 90. Okay, so um, he's a, he's an older guy, uh, coming from a, a different era and time uh, at Sturgis Public Schools. Uh, his name is Frank Misik, and um, I will say. Um, very close to this young man all the way through. Um, I was only working at Sturgis High School for two years and um, met him as a sophomore and um, just a, a fine young man, um, an outstanding athlete, uh, always gave his coaches, his teammates uh, 100%, and then some um, was injured a few times, and uh, and I think, I think we took care of him. Um, and uh, he'll shed some light, uh, I'm sure, on where he's been injury-wise and the career pathway that he took. And and again, um, very honored and privileged to uh, to be a part of uh, of these people's lives and um, and uh, listening to their stories. It's uh, it's a very interesting uh, concept. This podcast thing. So hope you enjoy. Uh, the episode, and we'll get started here. So, uh, welcome, Frank. Hello. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me. <laughs> well, of course, of course. Um, your group, your friend group, was very interesting. Uh, I was very close to a lot of those uh, those gentlemen. So, um, who were your friend circles in uh, Sturgis High School? Your teammates, guys that you hung out with, and and um, were good friends. So Matt Terrell was my was and is my best friend in the world, and um, we we met in 1979, 1980, somewhere in there. Um, quickly became best friends. So we, you know, obviously were close in high school. And uh, Jason Corpenning, who I never uh, refer to him as Jason, it's always Fridge. It always has been. So when people say Jason, I'm like, I know who you're talking about. Um, but those were my, my buddies and Scott Lehman. I mean, we had a, a small group of friends um, that were really tight in high school. Neat. So uh, you graduated uh, June of 1990. And um, you have an interesting story about the pathway you took. You started um, in healthcare and then um, ended up in, uh, in technology. So you got an interesting story to, to share and realize that in life things change, uh, career pathways change, and uh, and it's okay. And it's, it's, it's worked out for you very nicely. you got a wonderful family, um, a beautiful home, and a um, beautiful wife uh, from Sturgis High School. And um, why don't you give us, uh, give us your pathway from June of 1990. Where did you go? What did you do? So uh, my my path took me to Central Michigan University, and at first um, I didn't really have a declared major or really uh, a scope of what I wanted to, to look into. It was the focus was football. Um, I was a preferred walk on there, and got the privilege of being able to go to the California Raisin Bowl as it was at the time, as MAC champions and part of that that team. Um, but I always, you know, always hanging around the training room and, and, you know, learning from the guys and watching you, you know, with all the athletes that came through and getting my own treatments. So I had, a, had some interest in, in sports medicine, and my roommate at the time was, was Fridge, and his aspirations were going to the, the sports medicine program. So when I decided to 
basically hang up the cleats and not play football anymore, mostly because my grades suffered so bad. Um, not because I was a partier, just because my focus was football, and you know, I figured, well, I better better change things if I want to get an education. So decided to go full force into sports medicine and um, was lucky enough to uh, you know get into that program, which was at the time... I don't know if it still is, but one of the best yes. sports medicine programs in the country. Yeah, it still is. Um, they, they, they're the, um, they're the founding fathers in, in, in Michigan. So, absolutely. So yeah, so uh, got into the program. It did, in my mind, it did really well. Um, I think when I finished there, I was at the top of the the sports medicine class. Um, at the end of your sports medicine career, after you've accumulated your hours, you you get a chance to do an internship. Uh, and at the time, I had just gotten married, and we had a, a baby on the way. So I was thinking I would do something local. But the the goal, the the main goal that everybody had as a as an internship was down in West Palm Beach, Florida. That was the the pinnacle of, of your you know the internship stuff. So I just I really ruled that out because we needed to be local. And I got a call from um, I can't think of her last name anymore. Her first name was Maureen. And she was the head trainer down there at Health South, and um, just called me. And she was she had gone through the, the central program, and just encouraged me. And she said, you know, is is the only thing money that's keeping you keeping you back? And we got to thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah. She said, well, I'll I'll take care of finding you a place. You know, I think we can make arrangements, and and you know, we, we can make this work. If, if this is what you want, we'll make it work. So, long story short, ended up you know after talking with Shelley, we we decided, yep, that's what we want to do. So we moved on, moved everything we own pretty much to Florida. Did the internship for three and a half months, uh, got offered a job down there, and decided now we wanted to be closer to family with a, a young baby and everything else, and came back to Michigan. Um, got a job pretty much right away um, after I'd gotten my, I actually had been studying when I was down there at Health South with Dr. Shalal, who was an orthopedic uh, at Health South in West Palm. He kind of coached us through the, the NATTA exam as far as, you know, helping us out and getting us prepped. So I was lucky enough to pass the, the lab on the first time, um, and that was part of the criteria for a job that I had interviewed for in, in Jackson. So I actually got my first job at a place called WorkFit, which was a division of Health Tracks International at the prison in Jackson, Michigan. And I uh, worked there doing rehab and, and um, you know fitness programs for, for the Department of Corrections and the Michigan State Police Post there for a couple of years. And an opportunity came up to work at Sturgis Hospital and come back home. And at the time, we were living in apartments. We really wanted a house. So came back to uh, Sturgis, got a little bit higher paying job. We were able to get a house, our first home and, and start working on that. So at Sturgis Hospital, you was in the physical therapy department? Is that? It was, which was really um, an eye-opener for me because coming from a sports medicine background, we're used to on-the-field evaluations, um, you know, and, and you know, treat, treatments and so so on and so forth after. And, you know, I think it was my first week there, uh, the head PT said, okay, well, we need you to go do inpatient treatments. I'm like, what is this? What do you mean inpatient treatment? So I uh, literally got lugged up to the ICU to, a, you know, a geriatric patient who was, I'm not even sure they were conscious, and it was just moving limbs. So this was a whole new experience here. One that I didn't really care for. Mm-hmm. Um, as we you know moved down the road, when we we had to go do these rotations, there was people, usually elderly, that had you know total hip replacement or a total knee replacement, and we were tasked with going up there and getting them standing or just basically simple mobility tasks. Um, and it just it wasn't it just wasn't for me. <laughs> you know there was a, a sense of accomplishment that you were, you were helping, but at the same time you know I wanted athletes, and in the PT clinic you just really didn't see that. It was more 
weekend warriors and you know people that get hurt at work, which is a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So go <clears> back <throat> up for a second. In Florida, you weren't doing clinic. You, were you out of high school or a college? Or? Actually, both. Okay. So yeah, so um, it was, the schedule was like eight a.m. to one or something like that. I don't remember the exact times. I was in the Health South clinic. Um, which was very cool. In fact, um, one of our patients that came in that I got to work with was Steve Smith, who played at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And because I went to Central at the time, Central had beat Michigan State in football two years in a row. So I was, you know, giving it to him as I was treating him. But at the same time, I'm... You're giving them the business. I was giving them the business. I'm thinking, so a good connection then. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. super, like, super nice guy. In fact, he's like, hey, you know, we're, we're down here doing our preseason if you want to come to camp. So Shelly and I went down there and... Um, uh, you know, attended a couple practices and stuff, and I, I said, "Hey, you know, if I got a like a jersey or something, would you would you mind signing it?" You know, I kind of felt bad asking. He's like, "No, no problem." So we went and I got a basketball and a jersey. And when I took it there, not only did he sign, he took it in the locker room and made everybody else sign it. He got a picture with him and everything. So just salt of the earth, super nice guy, and that was a really cool experience. Uh, at the same time, stressful. Um, he was coming in and getting some treatments for I think a hamstring or something, and. I'm stretching and I'm thinking, oh, here's a guy that's making millions of yeah, dollars a year. Yeah. I don't want to mess this up. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that was kind of the, the clinic hours during the day. And then I went to Wellington High School in the afternoon and covered primarily their, their football program. What size school was that? They were a big, in, in Michigan it would be like a Class A. Okay. So they were, they were big boys. And um, one of the things I was concerned with is, you know, I was down there, this is in August, so early August. So you know, two days are happening and whatever. And, um, I was wondering, you know, well, I wonder if they practice in the evenings or, you know, early in the morning and then come back. Nope. Same as in Michigan, you know, heat of the day, you know, in the morning and two days, just like you would here. And, um, it was just very interesting that the kids probably, I guess, were a little more acclimated, but we also took, you know, precautions with, we had ice baths and stuff. So sure. they'd come off to get water. We would put, you know, ice towels on them and stuff. Yeah, like the acclimation that. piece is, is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, a different a different body type down there, you know, versus the north. Right. Yeah. And I had a, something interesting that came out of the internship. Um, one of the, the this was kind of cool because it went back to my training at, at Central. We had a, a topic. I don't know how it came up, but Ron Sendry was Sendry was talking about um, dimethyl dimethyl sulfate, DMSO, and some, it was a, a wonder thing. It was a, basically an equestrian solvent that came out a long time ago. And, you know, there's been stories of, of athletes using this to, to treat sprains and strains and that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, I had a, when I was down at, at Wellington High School, I had their women's volleyball coach came up to me and was talking to me about, you know, some, one of their uh, her, their players that had an ankle injury. And he's like, yeah, I, I put DMSO on there and, and they're just, they're great, like it, it instant healed. I'm like, whoa, whoa, did DMSO. Yeah, where'd you get it? Well, I got it at this equestrian store. And I, oh, my God. So I went, yeah, I'm like, whoa, because I remember my training. I'm like, no, this is bad. You yeah, know, this, yeah. is, this is not something you want to mess with. So I went right to my supervisor, and he had to talk with the coach and got it straightened out. You know, this yeah. is unequivocally, you can't use this. Don't, right. you know, you need to stop. So it was just kind of cool to, you know, be able to apply some stuff. You know, there's obviously things that you learn that you're going to apply every day, but well, that was one yep. of the big ones. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah. So I'm, you're at Sturgis Hospital. So at Sturgis Hospital, not loving the job, um, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, I wanted to, to treat athletes, and then that even that kind of got, just kind of got burned out. It just wasn't my passion. Um, and the two places that I've been, in a, when I was in Jackson and also when I was in Sturgis, uh, anytime there was a, you know, because we had to do computer entries for whatever, I don't remember what the hospital used at the time, but 
just I was kind of drawn to the computer when there's a problem, like, yeah, you know, see if I can figure it out or, or whatever. And um, my, I was talking to my dad and my uncle, who are both in the IT um, industry, and you know, just kind of talking to them. And, and my uncle encouraged me, hey, you know, maybe you want to look at, you know, an IT job of some kind, and here's kind of the path to go. You know, maybe get the certification and, and you know, go from there. So again, kind of fast forwarding a little bit, <clears throat> I ended up getting out of sports medicine um, and working with my dad, who was a, a general contractor. So I kind of, you know, worked with him for a while, and then I got a, a third shift um, job working for what at the time was Pharmacia, which used to be Upjohn in Kalamazoo, and uh, now they're Pfizer, Pfizer, the largest drug you know, company in the world. Um, and literally, it was hey, uh, you know, work third shift. When you see these things on the screen turn yellow or red, you call these people. So that was literally the job, you know, sitting right outside the, the global data center. Um, and so that's kind of where my IT career started. And I was actually working two jobs. So I'd work, work that job at night um, until about 6 a.m. I would drive home, and then I would work with my dad starting at 8 or 9 a.m. So I'd get just a few hours of sleep, work with him throughout the day, and then go back to work um, in the evening about 10 um, and I did that until basically I fell asleep on the way home one day and decided, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So I ended up talking to my boss in my IT profession and say, hey, this is, I need X amount of dollars in order to keep making this happen, you know, to kind of move up and be able to focus on this. And, and so that happened. And so I've been in the IT profession then since you know, 2000. Wow. Wow. And then um, what company do you work for now? I work for Cisco Systems. Which is the largest networking company in the world? Okay. It's like a fifty billion dollar, great, great company. And they're, of course, they're global. So I do. Um, I'm a systems engineer. Systems engineer, which is a far cry from sports medicine. So sure. One thing I would like to add is uh, go right ahead. Little add, known add facts. Like. Little known facts. Like. So I was uh, the first sports medicine graduate from Sturgis High School's sports medicine program. First one to get NATA certified. First one to get um, CSCS certified from the National Strength and Conditioning Association, and also the first certified personal trainer. So I was the first. So yeah, I should get some kind of award or something for that. You you you're knighted. Boom. Right. All right. There. So I'm you, Sir Frank. You're knighted, and um, <laughs> that's 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 a great fact. <laughs> and so would you say that Sturgis Public Schools prepared you for that piece of your life? Oh, absolutely. You know, when I think back, I have. Uh, you know, I, I love to laugh. I'm always I find things funny. Maybe we and they're not even funny. You think? And uh, I think back, and I'm I'm constantly talking to Matt and Fridge and some of my other buddies. Um, you know about some of the good times that we had when we'd all get together and cover. You know, whether it was a basketball tournament or a wrestling meet, um, and just laugh and laugh and laugh because it was just so much fun. Yes. Um, and it wasn't so much the you know the meat that was going on. It was you know what we were doing and yeah. goofing what around. We were about, yeah. But yeah, I think um, you know my preparation. It's it's. It's almost unfortunate I didn't get involved with sports medicine in high school earlier. I mean, I was in the training room, but usually it's getting treatment or just hanging out with the other guys. Um, because even even with the, I don't know, maybe the year or so, my senior year that I spent, you know, thinking about it or, or whatever, that helped prepare me going to Central for sure. sure. I think I think both Fridge and I were well ahead of, um, you know, all the other prospective Sure. students coming into that program. Right. Well, following in your footsteps, we had another graduate just younger than you, Chris Stewart. Mm -hmm. And uh, he kind of took the same pathway. He didn't he didn't enroll in our student athletic training program, I believe, till the second semester of his senior year. 
and and just grabbed onto it. And to this day, I mean, we're going to have him on, but um, he is a uh, he is a PA, an orthopedic PA, um, in uh, the Detroit area. So you know, really really proud of that also. But yes, those those times are very special, um, and. We set that up, man. It was the very beginning of our career there, and mm-hmm. but you know, being a student athletic trainer for many years myself in college, understood how to get the best out of the student, and the number one thing was to make sure they had fun, make sure that you had a relationship with them um, in and outside of the classroom, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and show them that you care. Um, there's a lot of things, and again, we, we've said this before with a lot of people, it's it's not what I taught you, it's you're going to remember how you were treated. And that that's the, the, the foundation of education, and I don't care what anybody says, um, that's what gets you turned on and, and, and to move forward. Mm-hmm. And for you, you know, you had the healthcare thing, and then, you know, life took a different turn. Um, the point is you followed the path. And it took you to where you are today, and you're very happy. So a passion turned into a passion, mm-hmm. which was which is a really really cool concept when you look at life, you know, in general. So yeah, I'm very proud of of the fact that you, that you stated all those those firsts, and um, you were the pioneer. And I will tell you, you know, there was uh, 26 more years of people that mm-hmm. you basically laid the foundation for. Honestly, I mean, you, you know, you laid the foundation. You, you've taught me how to be a little bit better, and I got a little bit better each year, you know. Um, and you mentioned working in Jackson. Um, we had another person who followed in your footsteps, Mike Dickey. Um, he actually went to Central, and he worked at the same place. Okay, I didn't know that. That's cool. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. I don't know how, how younger he was. Uh, probably 10 years, yeah, I, I must say. Be. Yeah. We'll figure that out when we have Mike on, <laughs> and I'll mention that. But he worked there also for a few years, doing the same thing that you did. So, it and, and again, one of the purposes of Coffee with Doc is more of the athletic training, athletic mm-hmm. thing. We're one big family out there, and we're trying to pull everybody together. Mm-hmm. We're trying uh, to get people to listen and, and understand how Sturgis Public Schools actually prepared them you know, for their their future life. But it's a family, and one person doesn't know. Like, for instance, right now, we have two young ladies, licensed athletic trainers in the state of Tennessee, and they probably don't know that they're right next to each other. Hmm. So one of, one of the purposes, you know, we're going to bring that in. So, uh, and, and they're at two colleges. One's a grad assistant and one's a full-time athletic trainer in Tennessee. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, it's a, it, there's so many stories. So, so many stories. So, um, and you've been far removed from our program. Um, we've been in touch, but, you know, since, since you left, we added uh, human anatomy. We added advanced human anatomy. We um, advanced anatomy to student trainer internship class. So all of these experiences... Um, and not to mention the on-field experiences, like what you just mentioned. So, yeah, we had a great time, but, you know, you learned emergency medicine. And when, when there was a broken bone, you guys were right there. You, you, you firmed up and we got to take care of this, get this kid taken care of and looked at. And so that's a, that's a highlight anyway. So let's go back to Sturgis High School. Um, you mentioned your friend group. Um, any... 
um, mentors that you could think um, and you could think of? Let's stay with athletics first. It would be you. <laughs> I mean, one thing you, you touched on was, you know, the idea of family and relationships. And I think that that's, you know, the primary reason that your program at Surgis was so successful. I can remember, you know, you have, you have marked moments in your life. And I remember um, when I was playing football in my senior year and I turned my ankle really bad the week before our, our first game with three rivers to the point where I was on, you put me on crutches. And I was really down in the dumps and I think it was the, either, I don't remember, it was the day of the, the injury or the day after, whatever it was. I was in the training room getting treatment, and it was late. I mean, it was after, well after practice. And um, I said I said something to you about, you know, I know, I know you need to go. And I was, you know, still working on a treatment. He had me on stem and ice or something. And uh, you looked at me and said, no, for you, I'll stay. For you, I stay. And uh, that always, you know, that, that stuck with me. You, you probably don't remember it. Um, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one that you ever did that for. And I think that's, you know, one of the big reasons that, you know, you, that program was successful. Um, another thing that people probably don't know is, you know, our relationship, um, you know, you and your wife took me in, um, I think it was my second year uh, going to college, and I stayed at your house for, for two summers, yep. um, you know, and just became part of your family out at the lake, and, you know, it was just, again, kind of marked moments in my life. There's a lot of change, a lot of things going on in my life at the time. Um, you know, it's just something, you know, I won't forget. But it, it is kind of a, a brotherhood that's come out of that training program. And each of us has kind of gone separate ways. You know, Matt was, he was hell-bent on going into sports medicine as well. And that, you know, that kind of changed for him. And, you know, same thing with Fridge. But, you know, with Joel and Stu, and Stu actually roomed with Fridge and I at Central. Yep. So we had the whole, you know, almost the whole dorm room full of uh, sports medicine right. students, which was very cool. And, and, you know, and thrilling for us um, as teachers, you know, to see that happening and, and to know that to this day everybody is is in pretty good contact with one another, but I think I think this podcast just kind of just kind of filters in with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, any other mentors, uh, coaching wise? Um, yeah, I mean, Coach Reardon. Um, when I saw Coach and his wife at the at your uh, retirement, you know, I, I kind of got emotional because uh, it just it was it was just good to see him and his wife. I mean, I babysat for their, their boys who are now college coaches, which yes. blew my mind. Yes. You know, we went on a visit to, to Wayne State, and uh, I think he's the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. You know, he was our water boy, and here he is, exactly. the coach that my son is talking to about potentially, you know, coming on board. So, right. um, but Coach Reardon was just, um, you know, just a guy that I looked up to. Um, I, I wish that I would have uh, been more respectful. I think in my demeanor, you know, it was a big time in high school, just being kind of boisterous and football and that kind of thing. Um, but I hope that he knows that, you know, I really respect him, and it was really good to see him, and, and he was somebody that I looked up to. Um, he's he's, he's uh, um, an interesting guy. Um, <laughs> just did a phenomenal job with, with that football program, you know, taking it from the ground, you know, up, and, and um, you know, very dedicated person you know family oriented football family um and a good friend of mine i mean always has been and always will be and uh just had a a great impact on a lot of players Mm -hmm. you know and his name comes up consistently when we're when we're talking to uh to people on this podcast so Matter of fact, I um, I mentioned to him. I said you need to get on this thing, and you know, your name's coming up a lot. And, and you know, I told him you know who we were who we were uh, had on, and and he gets excited. You know, he, he gets excited for for you guys. So um, so teaching wise, um, you remember any classroom teachers that really kind of 
played a role, stuck out? Um, They're probably all retired at this point, but... Yeah, boy, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see that, say that you know academics weren't my focus. I mean, I was a decent student. Obviously, could have done that much was better. a favorite teacher. Man, it's been so long. I don't know. I mean, I when I think of um, having a good time in class, um, now I'm trying to remember his name. <laughs> Which class? I'll help you. Uh, it was was psychology. Okay. Um, Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. Yeah. Okay. Geez, I don't know why I was yeah. drawing a blank right he there. He had just retired this past year. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like that class. They thought it was dry. I, his sense of humor just struck me. Like, I was always laughing. In fact, I think I had Joel in that class. And, of course, you know, we, we were always yucking it up. But yep. um, I remember that class just being fun, which a lot of people didn't think was. But I just, I, I liked his sense of humor. You know, I thought His it was delivery. His delivery. Like yeah. Mr. Swatalski's delivery. Yeah, Mr. and I had Mr. Swatalski yeah. for, for grammar. And, uh, yep. yeah, he was, he was kind of funny, too. Um, and I guess, you know, one thing that is kind of funny, um, Mr. Downing was my typing teacher. Okay. yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're obviously in typing class, you're supposed to look at your, you know, or you're supposed to look at your screen and not look at your fingers. Well, you know, I, I just cheated. You know, I, I, could, I was quick enough to look at the screen and look at my fingers. I wasn't a good typer, which is funny because now I'm in IT and everything yeah. I do revolves around typing, typing. on a computer. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess I'd say Mr. Stark was probably neat. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um... You played any other sports? I did. I played baseball. Um, I also did a lot of water skiing when we, we lived at the lake. But yeah. as far as organized sports, it was baseball and football. Baseball. Okay. Yeah. Um, you were a really good pitcher at one time. <laughs> yes, and unfortunately, you came around too late coming and being our trainer. Um, yeah, so interesting story. This is, in my mind, a very tragic story to me, personally. Um, but yeah, I was I was a what I thought a decent pitcher. I was in mid to high seventies range off the mound as fifteen year old. Um, showed a lot of promise, I thought. And um, my sophomore year playing football, I was running a, a, a waggle route and I got hit on my right shoulder, kind of on the side. And I thought, oh man, my arm kind of went numb, and I came off the sideline. And we had a pseudo team physician on the sideline, and you know he reached up under my pads, whatever. And of course. In retrospect, it was just a subluxation that had happened, um, but it, all, it had torn my labrum. Well, he just announced that it was a stinger, you know, you'd be good. Well, so I ended up, you know, finishing the rest of the year, and uh, went out, I was playing with my brother in the front yard. We were going to play catch, and I hadn't thrown a ball since that event, hadn't had a reason to, and as soon as I threw it, the same thing happened. My arm was numb. It felt terrible. So anyway, again, kind of making a long story short, um, went into you know, a normal family doctor, and he recommended going to an orthopedic. We went to a med sport in Ann Arbor. Um, you know, so they did the diagnostics. Okay, it looks like um, you probably have a torn labrum. You know, we're not sure if your rotator cuff is intact or not. We're, you know, we're this probably... was a year before I got there. Yeah, yeah. So this would have been spring of 87. Yeah, that's yeah. Yep. So um, anyway, ended up having surgery. Dr. Voidis on the U of M staff did the surgery um, and it was never it was never right after that I, to this day can't throw worth a crap um, so my pitching days were over and moved but you to, did play I did play moved to first base but my love was pitching I okay. could care less about playing honestly any field position the only one I wanted to play was pitch I didn't even really care to bat I just wanted to pitch <laughs> and it was just because I could I yeah. had control yeah, yeah. and I had a lot of power but I also developed a curve and a, and a, yeah. a change up so I you know a lot of confidence there but Anyway, still had a good time. Uh, Matt and I were co-captains my senior year. You know, had a decent baseball career. Um, 
but my, my passion was football, and certainly um, my senior year, I draw on memories from that year, even though we were terrible. Mm-hmm. Our record was terrible, yeah. uh, but still just the experiences from that and, you know, again, the brotherhood of sure. the guys and stuff, those memories I'll carry forever. I remember a highlight, and it's never happened since. And you, you may not remember this, but um, I think it was your senior year, your first football, your first baseball game. And um, we're getting ready to start, and Matt came over and handed me a ball. And he says, "You're throwing the ball out for a, for a first pitch of the season." Unbelievable! <laughs> I mean, what an honor! I mean, you know, as you look at it, I mean, an incredible honor, um, and it, it never, it never, never really happened ever again. Um, so that certainly was a highlight, and and much appreciated, and obviously never, <laughs> never, never forgotten. So that's awesome. Yeah. So those are the those are the things that you kind of that you kind of remember. Well, and so and I, I'm not going to pull away from your um, your notes there, but um, I think one of the things that you and I had the the privilege of being part of was Matt's senior baseball season too. Um, yes. You know, just all the the yeah. hoopla yeah. that went around and being drafted by the Yankees, and just yeah. the excitement, and just. No one like you know. This is our best man right here. This sure. is like this guy is like he's getting the New York Yankees, which yeah. was very exciting for you. Yes, you know, yeah, I growing up huge. as your team. So yeah, and then he ended up playing for one of the enemies. <laughs> so uh, we won't discuss that. And then and then what was it? Fifteen years later, the same thing happened to me. Guy was playing for one of our students, playing for Boston. It's unbelievable. Anyway, you know, those are things that you that you remember. So uh, your family life at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so Shelly and I got started early, and so my uh, oldest boy is, is well, he'll, he's 24, 24 and a half, um, and he's a uh, basically he likes to direct movies. He's he's directed and, and actually produced I don't know several short films and a couple of full length feature films. He's doing really well. Works at our our church as a video. Um, Specialist, and then my oldest daughter is actually working for Madawan Public Schools right now, and is out on her own, got her own place. Um, the youngest daughter, who so it's a Morgan's twenty-one, and then Sydney is nineteen, and she's still going to school and doing an internship through the church, and she's working a couple of jobs, so she's very busy. And then our youngest boy Joe just turned eighteen a few days ago. Um, he's in his senior season at Madawan, um, playing football. He used to do a couple of sports as well, but now focusing on, excuse me. On football, so nice, nice. So, yep, and Shelly's a realtor, doing very well. So yeah, things are things are good. Wonderful to hear, super to hear. Um, anything else that you kind of want to that you kind of want to add? No, I guess just add some encouragement to kids if they're you know interested in in sports medicine. Um, you know, to to give it a go. I mean, it's definitely a, a way. If you a lot of I think a lot of athletes kind of transition into sports medicine so they can kind of be close to sports you know if they realize at some point hey you know what i'm not going to go any farther in my sports career but this is a way to be close to athletes um kind of my philosophy in yeah, my life is yeah. the same kind of thing um one of the things that fridge and i tried to do when we were involved in the sports medicine program was get involved with the nfl teams every year they have kind of a, an internship sure you're very lucky to get picked to go and it's it's an unpaid thing but the exposure that you get to work with you know, world-class trainers sure. that you see on TV at these games. Sure. If that's something that you, you know, are looking forward to, I guess it, the cool thing about sports medicine is now that there's so many different avenues, whether it's a yeah. pro team or a college team right. or, you know, kind of the industrial athletics, which is kind of where I was sure. at the prison. So the um, That system has exploded, by the way. 
um, since you guys graduated, um, Major League Baseball always has has young students, you know, coming in for the summer, um, spring, summer kind of thing. One of our um, one of our young ladies who graduated from Grand Valley did a um, an internship with the Cubs in oh, Arizona. Cool. Very nice. And then she ended up at uh, Baylor University doing her master's degree. Now she's a head athletic trainer at a high school in Texas. And we'll have her on um, shortly, and um, she can share her story. Um, so incredible, incredible things. Um, but, yeah, that, that whole system's exploded. <coughs> I mean, the WNBA has, has um, internships available and, you know, those kinds of things where they can build resume but also, you know, get the experience to take them, take them to a different level. Um, <coughs> all right. So um, anything else? I'm sure there is, but we could talk for hours. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. And I apologize for the lawnmower in the background. Hopefully they don't pick that up. <clears throat> no, but this has been great. I'd like to do another one. Maybe we can, you know, focus on something else or if someone, yeah. you know, has a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a suggestion they want to hear more about, you know, this or that or the other thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah people can uh, can um, get a hold of me and we'll do a Q&A at some point in time and, um, you know, move, move that segment. I have a few segments that I'll do by myself, like youth travel sports, you know, how to deal with, how parents can deal with, oh, yeah. you know, the the ups and the downs of that since uh, I've went through that um, with, with our, our children and I have a lot of friends that gone through and I've read a lot of research and so I wanted to share about that. So, well, this has been great, Frank. I really appreciate uh, your time, um, appreciate your, your relationship. Certainly a lot of love there. Um, um, we've never really lost uh, lost contact, and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. So, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and um, stay tuned for uh, another episode soon. And uh, it's been nice talking to all of you. <laughs>